devil with a blue dress. Uh, Bill Clinton's favorite song about Monica Lewinsky, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, yo, we're, we're digging deep. Or himself. Oh, hey, if you deep are cut. into that, that is a deep, deep cut. That's a Jeffrey Epstein deep cut, man. Oh, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know. He was the devil in the blue dress. Yes, sir, man. Uh, for the folks not in the know out there, uh, Jeffrey Epstein had a painting uh, in the foyer of his mansion in Manhattan, and uh, it was a uh, uh, an image of Bill Clinton wearing the infamous blue dress with the stain on it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that bothers me the most about that story is that we call it a foyer. Yeah. That's right. Well, I'm almost French. <laughs> almost. I can over. I can overlook the kid fucking <laughs> foyer. Isn't it a foyer? Foyer? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think no, you're right. You got to be rich I mean, to have that kind of a room where you're naming it a French term, right? Yeah, I, could go, yeah, I hope one day to have enough rooms in my house that I ran out of names. Like the, bedroom, yeah, you're kitchen, digging into French uh, terms to like you know label these yeah. sections of your uh, mansion. You've made it. You've made it to the big yeah, time. That's... Congratulations. <laughs> Me, I got my dining room. I actually, that's how poor I am. I don't even have a dining room. I got the living room. I don't actually. I don't even have a living room. I just have the room with the TV, and it just bleeds <laughs> into the kitchen, which is also where I eat my food. See, it's just one room. I got the one room. Every room I have has a purpose. That's it's right. Na- it's named after that purpose. <laughs> so, bedroom, uh, yeah. The bathroom, the laundry room. And uh, we uh, have hallways. Hallways in this house. Yeah. Oh, man, that's how you know you're really making it. I got you know, one hallway. hallway. Just one. One hallway. A corridor. Now that's huge. Uh, what, uh, you know, what defines a corridor? Is that something with, like, uh, uh, two doors and closing the uh, area? To be honest with you, kind of call my bluff on this one because I just threw it out there hoping you were going to explain it. <laughs> I was thinking corridor is probably the same as foyer, just uh, less gay, right? <laughs> it's the Spanish version. Yeah, that's it right. It looks man. just as gay, sounds just as gay, but actually has sex with women. You're right. Corridor. It almost sounds like conquistador. Yeah, it kind of has that oh, Spanish yeah. twang to it. That's right, man. A usually narrow passageway or route such as a narrow strip of land through a foreign-held territory. A corridor, right. So a corridor could just be like, you know, a way to get through the ranks, the two different uh, armies, man, yeah. That's why why I love the AI listening to me. One of my suggested uh, questions here, is corridor a hallway? The main difference between a corridor and a hallway is that a corridor refers to a connecting passageway between rooms in a public venue, Ah. such as an office, apartment or building or hotel while hallway refers to rooms in a private residence so the hallway in your apartment is a corridor no no the hallway inside your apartment is a hallway the hallway outside between the apartments is a corridor. connecting the apartments that's your corridor so it's just a passageway really i mean you could argue that uh moses just created a little passage a uh, little corridor between the red sea there he didn't part the sea. He just created a little corridor, man. It's, One it side sounds, or the other. It sounds way less impressive. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> right. Quit trying, quit trying to church it up, Moses. I, I can see what you're doing here, okay? Yeah, man. He's trying to spice up his own story. I see what he did. 
a little embellished much back Parting in the day. Parting the seas. Nah, I just found a nice corridor between the two. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> just your standard corridor, 36. 36. <laughs> 36 inches wide, standard ADA. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's good. That's good knowledge here. Did we find out Fourier? Do we even know how to spell it? Or um... I didn't even want to try. I really thought my computer would just start sending me gay porn. It would, and it would just direct yeah. <laughs> you uh, to an Uber that'll take you to Boys Town. That's basically what I'll... No questions and, asked. And it, it just redirects you to uh, Macron and uh, Justin Trudeau's Tinder. That's Tinder, right. Uh, well, Tinder profile? What's that? Instagram. <laughs> oh, no, I don't no, remember that one. No, well, they have the gay Tinder, which is Grinder. Uh, right? The Grinder is uh, probably where the Trudeau hangs out. Probably maybe where he met uh, Macron. What if they were both on the Grinder at one of those G7 summit situations, and then they were like looking at the dots on the map, and they're just like right next to each other? Oh my God, he's at my table. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I hope it's not the Hungarian. <laughs> that guy gave me rug burn for a week. Oh, dude, it explains why these dudes loved Obama, the crack smoking gay guy. I mean, I, he probably brought the party every oh, time he was at the man. G7. They haven't summit. been able to fill their whole sense. Do you know about the Trudeau plane? Speaking of which, when he was trying to leave some meeting uh, with the with India, or maybe it was maybe it was G7, not a. Now that I think about it, do we just do a G20 or a G7 or one of the Gs? Uh, it doesn't matter. We did something like or the climate thing. We did something. Everybody was all together. It's about a week ago, maybe two. Um, and Trudeau, it was right before Trudeau and uh, the parliament in Canada gave the standing ovation to the Nazi. <laughs> it was right, right before that. Um, 14 standing ovation. That's right, man. But uh, before they... Uh, you know, applauded the Nazi. They uh, Trudeau was on a plane, but he couldn't take off from the event because it was alleged that they found cocaine on the plane. <laughs> it's pretty nuts, right? That's pretty hilarious. These guys, man. I mean, I saw some stuff floating around on on the uh, social media webs there about like Barack Obama and you know the chef. That uh, mysteriously died paddleboarding about a month ago that we all forgot about. Yeah, uh, yeah. A- allegedly, a lot of stuff's coming out on how there were. Um, there's a police report where they had 72 police calls, like 911 phone calls for emergencies uh, at that residence over the last several years, and the dude apparently, you know, thought that. It, it, there was a potential for him to disappear or you know be killed um and uh there's a lot of speculation or not speculation there's like some mounting evidence actually allegedly that these guys were lovers for a long time hmm. and uh Obama maybe got a little too aggressive and offed him out <laughs> right yeah. yeah you really love this uh gay Obama story huh I love the gay Obama story I like to call it Gay Bama. That's what I, I get down on. <laughs> well, to, uh, to put a ribbon on this, a foyer is a, it's an entrance hallway. Entrance hallway. hallway. Yeah. Which uh, I was correct on my word usage there then because it was the entrance hallway at the mansion in Manhattan where Jeffrey Epstein lived and uh, probably did some dirty deeds and some weird hidden you know dungeons somewhere, I can only imagine, but... 
he had the picture of the painting of Bill Clinton in the in the famous dress with with the jizz stain on it. I love how she she gives the beach to Bill Clinton and he pulls out, right? Gets it all over the dress. She leaves. No cleanup. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing happened. She didn't, you know, she just walked. That's so suspicious. Like huh? nobody Bill, noticed. Not a gentleman? Bill seems like a gentleman. He would have offered her a towel. Like a hanky, something, you know? Something. Uh, and I just find it odd that she leaves the White House with this blue dress just covered in his cum, man. Like you know, nobody sees anything or notices anything. And I was too young, so nobody would tell me at the time. What does the cigar mean? <laughs> yeah, the cigar is uh, the cigar is the best part of the story, man. Come on, that's why everybody loved this story. It was it was the meat on the bone, right? Like beach. It took me like ten uh, years before I realized what that cigar meant. I mean, well, you know, like the blowjob was all right. Like it was interesting, sort of, but not really. Like I bet you all the presidents have gotten a beach in the White House. Oh, absolutely. Daily. I hope they're getting beaches daily. They have to. You got to get that release. It's an important man. You're right. We need probably someone hired onto the staff that is just pleasuring the president at all times to make him uh, relaxed and comfortable and ready to make important decisions. I would be very disappointed if they didn't have, like, the best fluffers in the White House. They must yeah. have some some good hands on deck. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> This one's Chinese and not a spy. Oh, well, you know, a lot of them pass on that one. They go for the spies, really. That's uh, a <laughs> Swalwell, right? Gates, I'm sure they're all into it. Oh, dude, I, I got to talk about it. I, haven't, I can't get enough of it. You really want to talk about Gates? Oh, I've been, I can't stop thinking about the guy. I think he's an oh, American patriot God. hero, dude. This guy is, uh, he's what we need. We need more Gates. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm so sick. I'm so sick of this. You know, Gates story. is just soaking Jesus. up the limelight right now, man. He loves being in that spotlight, enjoying yeah. the crowds good. of the. And heads off to him, dude. They're all talking about you. Yes. So good job. Yeah. You got it. You did it. I'm sure you're gonna start a podcast now. No, he's got one already. already. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah he does his podcast daily for sure, man. They all got a podcast. So he's going to see a couple thousand, uh, you know, new followers from this. Good job. Yeah, I, I'm happy about Dude, it. Um, you know. The biggest thing <laughs> ever just happened that nobody's fucking talking about. Lay it on me. Did I even put it on the docket? No, I'm, no. Too, di- I'm too distracted, man. Too distracted. Uh, Britain is sending boots on the ground in Ukraine. I did see something about that. I wasn't sure if they were actually getting them there. And so are you saying you saw confirmation? We got... We got this happen. Joe Biden came out and they asked him, uh, he did that whole speech to the UN about like protecting uh, Ukraine. Right. Zelensky was in town. They did a whole thing. And then when they asked him about it, he made a comment on how he doesn't need Congress. He could continue. He has a way around it to continue giving funds. And he's going to make a big announcement on Monday or something. Right. All right. Yeah. I don't remember what day he's going to make the announcement. But then, like, an hour later, it comes out that I hear that Ukraine's already announced they're sending boots on the ground. You know what he's going to do is do that emergency thing where he's going to send the soldiers and then ask Congress for approval. It's the same exact thing Bush did with Afghanistan. In in essence, we're already there, so you got to approve it, right? Like, we got to make it legal now that we got the boots on the ground. 
Yeah. But we've had boots on the ground this whole time, man. You cannot tell me we're not fighting this war from the get-go. Oh, absolutely. But what's crazy is uh, Tucker Carlson said this was going to happen. Remember? It is. He actually specifically said uh, that this war would go hot and it would be the World War Three primarily because let's not be stupid here in which we are certifiably. But I have to say, we saw the writing on the wall. The covid thing failed miserably, dude, that that refresh to be fresh on covid 3.0. Nobody bought that shit, dude. Nobody has covid. COVID doesn't exist, people. It's the flu. Rebrand. Uh-huh. Dude. I just think it, it's crazy that, that they tried to do the COVID thing, that you know, just nothing seems to be sticking with, with the narrative, and Tucker kind of called it out in as far as it's the last card they have up the sleeve to win this election on any level. I don't... Yeah, but I don't even think they... really. I don't think that's a winning tactic. I don't think people are going to be happy about sending this, their sons and daughters for Ukraine. I will not sign up for this war. I'm not going. I'll be a fucking objector. I don't care. Lock me up. You heard There's it no here first, ever, folks. <laughs> uh, no way I'll ever go. Fu- uh, no way I'll ever go fight for Ukraine. No, you're never. Asking, you're asking me to go be a Nazi? You're asking I, me to go fight with the Nazis. And that's the problem with this narrative push currently, and I think the support here on the home front has completely disappeared, uh, except for the sub-30% of the zombies out there getting their boosters still, right? They still are flying their flags in front of their house. I guarantee uh, that you'll see the, it's, it's, the no, blue it's and yellow. Dude, in the Democratic Party, all Democrats and independents, it's overwhelming support for Ukraine. Yeah, that's too bad. Uh, but I, I don't think there's as many Democrats as there used to be. No, there is. <laughs> okay. Well, the, pro- the problem is they're all like uh, Bill Maher. They all have the same. They're not Democrats. They just voted for them for 30 years. I believe, and I'm feeling it, and I'm seeing it, that uh, the, there is less support for the party that has kind of fucked the country over the last couple of years. And I'm seeing a lot of articles out there. I'm seeing a lot of people cross the aisle and say enough is enough. Uh, the excess spending by the government, a lot of what Matt Gates said just rang true to a lot of people regardless of what side of the aisle you are on. Here we are, you know, debating over bills to send billions of dollars to Ukraine when our dollar is about to be completely worthless within a month. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, you know, I think, I think this Ukraine thing doesn't hit home even for Democrats because they're seeing the bills. They are looking at their skyrocketing credit. Uh, they are seeing the gas continue to climb and, and the groceries going up. And it's just, it's becoming impossible to live for a lot of people. You know, I know people personally who have uh, their only car broken down now. They can't afford to get the part to fix it, and they absolutely can't afford to get a new car. So new accommodations need to be made in their lives in order to try and traverse society because it's just too expensive. And that doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. You're taking a look around, and you're thinking, you know what, I think that shit hit the fan a while ago, and we're swimming in it. Did you see the jobs report? All the people are getting laid off now. Absolutely. Now you're starting to see huge, num- terrible numbers. Terrible numbers. 
But man, I don't know. It doesn't matter. People are gonna vote blue no matter who. They're they're retarded. Well, uh, either way, I, I just think that there's a lot less support for the war, and uh, I, the, you're right. Boots on the ground. They need to do it. They need to get this thing going hot in order to get people invested in it again. And you'll get a good chunk of that one side for sure. But uh, you know, I, I'm seeing a lot less support, and I'm seeing more support for Republican ideas. And if you think I'm crazy about saying that, well, I'll tell you what. Even the Biden administration, even Joe Biden himself is embracing Republican ideas. Faced with a surge in illegal crossings, the Biden administration has announced it is waiving more than two dozen federal laws to add on to the border wall in southern Texas. <laughs> laws that he passed, right? Tell us what we know about oh, yeah. this uh, reversal. Hi, Howder. Good morning. This is a striking acknowledgement that changes are needed to stem the migrant influx at the southern border. The <laughs> Department of Homeland Security waiving 26 federal laws such as the... So everybody, blue no matter who, listen to this right here. You voted for this. He promised you one thing. Oh, and you are getting another. Clean Air Act and the Safe Water Drinking Act to allow border wall construction in Starr County, Texas. This is a major reversal for President Biden, who, during the 2020 campaign, vowed that not another foot of wall would be constructed under his administration. Don't. The president also issued a proclamation <laughs> in 2021 stating that building To be fair, it's going to be so much, we're going to have to measure it in miles, not feet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, but also, this is kind of a positive spin on this. We got a whole bunch of migrants on one side uh, waiting to come over and do some work, right? So you just kind of uh, have them, you know, slap on some uh, tool belts and have them uh, get going. Oh, man, your face is red now. Wait until we find out the Mexicans are actually building the wall like Trump said. <laughs> Terrible. This is crazy, right? We're building a wall. I, I just find this to be the funniest thing on the planet. The dude ran on, we're going to be the party that doesn't build a wall. In fact, we have open borders and sanctuary cities. And now <laughs> all the Democratic governors are saying, we got no vacancy. We're closed. There's no more room. And then you got Biden saying, we got to build the wall. Build the wall. <laughs> like, dude, even Pritzker announced a trip to the border. He was going down there to see what's going on. Oh, you, you must have heard this clip. Near southern border is not a serious policy solution. It's a waste of money that diverts attention from genuine threats to our homeland security. In a statement overnight, Customs and Border Protection says funds for this project were appropriated by Congress in 2019 and that DHS is required to use them for their appropriated purpose, Hoda. Yeah, and Gabe, this comes after increasing criticism from members of his own party. Yeah, Hoda, just days ago, Governor J.B. Pritzker of Illinois, hey a staunch Biden ally, slammed the administration in a scathing letter calling the migrant influx untenable and calling out the... How dare you call it untenable, sir? ...federal government's <laughs> lack of intervention and coordination at the border. The White House says it's provided $46 million in funding for migrants to Illinois, but the governor's office told me that is not nearly enough. Have <laughs> you seen how corrupt our system is? The time, that, the time that gets down to the migrants, I know. Dude, that's the the whole deal with this freaking administration. It's all kickbacks and lining of pockets, dude. <laughs> Nothing's getting done anywhere. Unbelievable. That's the end you of the clip. 46 million. Do you see what they did, they did with it? They put up 10 tents. <laughs> I know, ten, 10 tents in an abandoned <laughs> jewel parking lot down on the south side. So 
we're going to enter this point where uh, we're going to cut off trade with China, I imagine, and then um, we're going to say that we are America first, right? Didn't even Biden try to float a little America first a while back? <laughs> I swear we covered it, where he did like a State of the Union, and he basically just did Trump's speech from four years ago. It was ridiculous. He is great at plagiarizing. Been doing it since the 80s. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> So we're building a wall now. Not racist now. This time, where's AOC in her white pantsuit? Is she going to go hang out on the fence and cry like a baby? Like, what's going on here? No? no Nobody? She's in New York crying. <laughs> That's right. About the uh, the idiot who pulled the fire alarm. Uh, so we got border wall action. And uh, I almost didn't go with it today because Biden decided to do something that I thought was over with thought we were done talking about it but i'm comboing these two bad boys together because uh it just seems like it's a constant battle of buying votes with these dudes and all they're gonna do is keep promising pizza every day and then what happens right oh we're not gonna build the wall well now we're building the wall you see what i'm saying (laughs) we're gonna pay back your student loans well no, we're not, actually. Well, now we are. The, the, well, actually, the best no, part is it's not only that we're not going to build the wall. The, everybody went out there talking about how the wall is not the answer. It doesn't even work. Trump is so stupid. The <laughs> wall doesn't even work. We don't need a wall. Now you do? Well, it became pretty obvious, I think, that when you start constructing walls, you are sending a message. And the message is, the border isn't open. You should come in legally. <laughs> you see? It's very simple. It is the bottom line. We need to send the message. Stop coming. Stop coming, and we're going to build walls, and we're going to block you out, and we're going to make it harder and scarier and probably more dangerous for you to do it illegally. So you best follow the right route. Um, you yeah. know, and it, it, it's, it's weird that they agreed to do this. It's weird that Democrats don't ever shake out of their zombie trance and realize that the party they support is just playing them for fools and buying their votes. Pizza every day, people. Pizza every day. Except nobody's eating pizza. Actually, none of us can afford pizza. That's how (laughs) shitty this situation is. Unbelievable. So either way, pizza every day. I'm going to toss it in. Mike, it's a quick one. You sent me a text about it last night. I almost uh, dropped the phone reading the article. I, I... I can't believe we're here, but here we are. And President Biden's approved another. Folks, I hope you have a tall glass of water. I had to go with Amy Goodman on this one. It's just dry out here now. She she loves the students. Biden's (laughs) approved another $9 billion in student loan relief affecting some. Where is this money coming from, man? I know. We're relieving debts of $9 billion. We're sending $100 trillion over to Ukraine. Like, where? And then you don't know why, why inflation won't go down? Yeah. Oh, and me. In the meantime, let's start paying the assholes at McDonald's in California twenty dollars an hour to flip a cheeseburger. Twenty dollars an hour. Oh, did you hear the UAW? The whatever. What's going on the, with the UAW? The the auto workers. Yeah, man. Bro, this guy. He's out there. One of the leaders. And he does this whole speech where he's like, "When I came in ten years ago, you started off. It was it was fifteen seventy five an hour." You come in today, it's still fifteen seventy five an hour. 
What's fifteen seventy-five? That's not even a living wage. We need to get this up to twenty. And I was like, man, remember the fight for fifteen? The fight for fifteen, man. Now fifteen's not even a living wage, Frank. So forget about fifteen. We need to go to twenty. It's crazy because people like you and I were screaming at the top of our lungs during when we jumped from eight bucks to fifteen bucks. We kept saying, if you guys do this, nothing will be affordable for you idiots. You will raise the price on everything. And it has nothing to do with corporate greed. It has to do with little businesses even. Think of if you're running your own business and you employ 15 people. And now all of a sudden you just doubled all of their income. That labor cost just doubled, man. Like, how are you going to sustain a business? The answer is you can't. Otherwise, Or you have to raise your prices. You have to double your prices. That's simple uh, economics, right? And so here we are. Double the rate, double the pay. Double the cost for the goods. And so now you get your 15 bucks flipping the burgers, and then you want to go have a burger yourself after work, and it costs you 30 bucks. Congratulations, <laughs> idiot. You priced yourself out of food. You're never going to get it so the guy on the bottom is living a good life. No, but that's the, the whole You and I lived on this, man. We literally lived this and went through it. You work in the bottom, and you strive for the top, and you work your ass off to get there. You don't just... Complain and strike and demand more money. <laughs> it's literally the reason you work. The reason you work hard. Put in the extra effort. It used to right? be I start at the low pay at the lowest job. I'm the dishwasher. I'm making the worst dough here. But I'm going to be the best. And I'm going to work really hard. And eventually I'm going to make my way to that prep line. And then I'm going to be on the prep line. And I'm going to be the best. And I'm going to work my ass off. And then I'm eventually going to get to uh, you know, head chef. You know what I'm saying? Sous chef. And then head chef. You know, and then someday I'm going to own my own restaurant. You know, it's, right. it's about having dreams, goals, aspirations, trying to rise the, to the top of the ladder, man. Not just in a corporate company, just in life. You know, be successful. You're not supposed to sit there at McDonald's at the cashier and make $20 an hour and then complain and get more. That just isn't how life is supposed to work. And if you do that, and if we as a society bend to your will, well, then everything raises in price. And here we are. So yeah, twenty dollars an hour. You're not some, yeah, it. you're just not some, You're not supposed to be able to flip burgers and afford a three bedroom, two bath house in the suburbs. Exactly. I hate it's, to say yes. Not, if you work at McDonald's, you're not worth it. And it wasn't like that for our, our even our grandparents. Say what you want. They came in the seventies. Yeah, they were able to afford a house, but they didn't go on vacation every year, right? Our grandpa he owned two flannels his entire life. <laughs> That's right, man. You know what I mean? He had his good flannel and his working flannel. That was it. It was the work flannel and the going out flannel. Uh, <laughs> 50 years. So, I mean, they were able to do it, but it was tough. It was, they pinched pennies. And they worked, you know, they both worked full time. We've harped on this a lot, too. It's just we, as a society, don't appreciate the simple things in life these days. And living grandiose lifestyles, trying to emulate the... Uh, Instagram influencer experience, uh, you're going to just spend all your money and you're not yeah. going to actually enjoy the simple things in life because you'll be broke. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> you while, while you're contemplating suicide and looking at your bills, you get to uh, enjoy your foyer. Yeah, well, most of these people <laughs> will never have foyers, right? No, that's the problem. Dude. That's what we're facing right now. We're facing a huge housing crisis. One of the biggest problems is they haven't been building small homes in the longest time. Just like, you know, basic starter homes. Right, yeah. 
Absolutely. And all these people, they, they, they're saying there's going to, you're going to hit this point now where people aren't going to be able to afford their mortgages. Because everybody got a, who got approved for 300000 they went out and they spent 300000 That's right, man. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, and, and they didn't account for what happens when inflation hits, this, that, maybe you lost your job, you know. Absolutely. It's going to get tough out there. It's going to get very tough. I have a feeling 2024 is going to be a rough year for uh, people, for all of us, actually. If you're not a part of that top 10%, I think you're in for a rough ride. So uh, it's all uh, of us without our four years. It's it, like everybody with any kind of money, they're, they're, everybody's just waiting. Everybody's just kind of keeping their money out, waiting. It's really, this is bad. I think we're going to hit a period of... Uh, well, it's just kind of this is October. October's famously a month where the market crashes, and I, yeah, you're right. There's a bunch of us bottom feeders also hanging on to a little bit of cash so we could toss it in there. When, yeah, hoping when, hoping to catch those, it at the bottom. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, and then ride that wave to the top. Yeah, uh, see, if it goes back. It's how you live, folks. You're supposed to hope and work and pray. And then maybe you get there. You're not supposed to complain and strike and then demand $20 an hour. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) As a foodie first start off, get the fuck out of here. It's just, here's where we're at with this. You got the McDonald's guy making 20 bucks. You now have all these auto workers making 20 bucks with the full health benefits. Uh, We're now going to have to raise the salaries and wages of everybody else above them. Everything else is just going to get so much more expensive. It's so crazy. Dude, when I started at Roto-Rooter, it was... It was uh, $14 an hour, and you had 12 weeks at $14 an hour, and by the end, you had to buy a van, otherwise you, you were fired. You had 12 weeks at $14 an hour to get a van. Hey, man, inspiration, right? A little fire under three, the ass. I saved three Gs. I bought the biggest piece of shit van I could. Rocked it for two years. That's how you do it, folks. Absolutely. I remember I uh, did the landscaping gig, saved up a thousand bucks. Parents matched me on the other half, and I bought that uh, Chrysler LeBaron cherry red (laughs) spaceship convertible. One of the greatest cars I ever had in my life. (laughs) One of the best cars ever made. Absolutely. See, see, that's the problem we have today. There are no Chrysler LeBarons. You know what I mean? Every car is $60,000. You're right. Yes. Right? You could be cruising in your truck, you know, working and see a, a LeBaron for sale for two grand on the side of the road in, like, pretty pretty good condition, you know? And then, you know, got yourself a car <laughs> with cash. Even, like, uh, I was looking at, like, Toyotas because I was like, man, I really want a car. I was looking at, like, the Camry, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Toyota, keep. they're still keeping it. 27000 Oh, did you want windows? Wow, that's 35. <laughs> did you want to be able to open and close the door? Now you're at 42,000. Yeah. It's like, dude, if you, if you wanted anything extra, you're in, in 40,000. It was insane. <laughs> of course, of course. It's the way it's going, man. The cars are, <laughs> and if we pay these dudes 20 bucks an hour plus the benefits, everything's going to get more expensive in the car world. We're priced out at this point. You're, we can't buy cars. You just got to start putting together your own Frankenstein uh, automobile in your garage now. Build your own. Oh, Tim the Two Man Taylor style. Oh, man, we got to get a soundbite on the... Uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. All right, should we, let's finish the student loan debt for forgiveness. 125,000 borrowers. More than half the amount will go to 53,000 people who've been working in public service for at least a decade. The rest will be split to provide relief to those enrolled in income-driven repayment plans and borrowers with disabilities. The latest move this is what kills me. They're like, they're like doing it like all these people that work in the public sector. 
That's right. Yeah. If if you went to college, got a degree, and you're in the public sector, you're not the best. Well, that's the problem with all those communications degrees we whipped <laughs> yeah. out to everybody. Every 80% of people who graduated college in the last 20 years has a com- communications degree. Or business degree. <laughs> right. I, I, I mean, so many people with business degrees that are like bartenders. Yeah, however, and I worked in bars for many years. I worked as a cook in bars, and as a cook, with the base level pay plus tips, I made a fantastic living wage. And bartenders, even today, and they make bare minimum, they make incredible amounts of money on tips. It just depends on whether or not you are good at your job and you work hard. You got to earn it. Mm. Right? Just, just like anything else. Well, that's... Everything's you know, a hustle. Everything's a hustle, but dude, it feels good to hustle. It feels oh, it good does. to make some money. It feels good to work uh, hard. Not, to, not today, dude. I fucking I burned my eyelid. Still hurt. Well, that's a weird one, and uh, yeah, uh, I don't recommend dude, that for anybody. Dr- I was drilling this metal fucking plug out of the socket, and uh, out of nowhere, it like just, I don't even know what happened, it just jumped, the drill bit jumped, and like, you know, like the piece of metal that, you know, it's coming off, that's oh, like yeah. drilling out, a little spiral. Yeah, and man. Like, dude, it flung up, landed on my eyelid, and got stuck in my eyelash. Wow. Oh, dude, it was so bad. I, like, couldn't hit it. So I, was, I was, like, wearing gloves. I was afraid I was going to, like, just p- push it into my eye. That's right, man. But it was, like, burning my eye on my, my eyelid. Wow. <laughs> so shitty. I'll give yeah. you a word of advice for a burn. This is kitchen advice here. Mustard on the burn. I'm not putting fucking mustard on my eye. All right, well, I am right. recommending it, and I'm telling you it works. You put a little dab of mustard on the burn. Rub it in there a little bit. The burn sensation and the pain will subside. And uh, mm. the chemical reaction from those mustard seeds in that mustard, uh, you know, with that burn, uh, reduces and almost totally eliminates any kind of swelling or reddening the next day. See, I was born with balls, so I just man up. And... <laughs> well, my advice is <laughs> they, coming from... They a... take care of the rest. <laughs> Mike clearly has never had a grease burn, and, uh, you know, working a fryer, and doesn't know the immense pain from that. And I'm just telling, uh, you know, giving a little shout out there for the people, uh, so, you know, so you know, uh, you know, for, you for the cooks I out there. You I the shit out of myself? I, here, too, I, I, I deal with molten metal all the time. <laughs> molten lead. Yeah, so I'm saying, get a little mustard on that action, man. Yeah, maybe with your pussy little grease fire, dude. I'm dealing with fucking metal. Keep, All right? All right. Well, I was comparing it to uh, working a flat top, and you're <laughs> scraping the uh, the chunks of fat and you know off the thing, and it flies up uh, and right. hits hey, you. And Next time Nona burns herself, I'll tell her. But I'm, I'm telling you stuff. an example from experiencing <laughs> a hot item stuck on the skin, can't get it off, you know, it's... A, you're right, you know, not as not as manly as the uh the plumber, but um, you know. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. I'm suggesting keep a little thing of some uh, you know, French's mustard there on the side on every job and you toss it on a burn. <laughs> You'll be surprised at how much it helps, man. Actually, it would be nice cuz then you don't have to put the mustard on the sandwich in the morning. Well, I was just going to say have you have it always handy. Stop at the uh your favorite for the hangover, the hot dog at 7-Eleven. Toss on some of your own mustard on there, man. That's a great, 
call. No, I had to stop. <laughs> that's, dude, that's why I started losing a lot of weight. I started doing only one Red Bull, eight ounce, not the 12 or 16, and no more morning <laughs> hot dogs. Lost a lot of weight. I worked with a guy for a minute. He was older than me. Um, this is about 10 years ago. Yeah, about 10 years ago. And he um, was a former representative for Red Bull, like when Red Bull started. Oh, God, geniuses. And, well, this is why he left. I found this fascinating. He said he traveled the country for years selling Red Bull as this, uh, you know, one-of-a-kind energy drink. You only need that tiny eight-ounce can. That's all you need to just power you through the day. To give you wings, right? That was the yeah. whole thing. And, you know, that's why it was better than the Monster or any of that other stuff, right? Those were giant things you had to chug down and just these mammoth beverages. No, the, the Red Bull was the tiny can. That's all you needed. And he did that for years. And then they started issuing the, like, the 10-ounce and the 12-ounce and the 18-ounce or whatever it is. And he had to then go back to these places. He sold the original <laughs> and be like, well, actually, now we got this giant version. You know, you don't need it, but uh, here it is, right? Like, he couldn't, he's like, I can't go Turns back. Turns out eight is all you need, but we can make more money with 12. That's right. We're going we're gonna to jack you up and make some more cash, baby. So, like, <laughs> he's like, I couldn't do it. I had to quit. I couldn't go back to these same places and be like, well, now I got this big one. <laughs> you know, uh, you know what their genius was? They went around, all around the world, they were shipping the fridges and Red Bull. To yes, those fridge, and, the Red Bull can fridge. Yeah, dude, and it was like any, if you were overseas, any base, any uh, Ford, any camp, anything, they had those fridges just filled. Because everybody's pulling 24-hour shifts. That's right. So, you, dude, it was the best for staying awake. And then you just built that brand loyalty. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Still to this day, it's my brand. I don't care, man. You give me, you know? Yeah, I dig on a, you know, I haven't had Red Bull in a long time. Out here in Colorado, we've got this uh, cherry-based energy drink, Bing. I'm a, I used to be a fan of it back in the day. I don't really. These days, I can't tell you the, actually the last time I had an energy drink, uh, maybe a year ago or so, doing a little road uh, traveling, I probably chugged down a an herba mate. God, you're kidding. I knew you're. I was waiting for it. I was actually, <laughs> dude. I, gave well, I mean, how many episodes away are we? Dude? <laughs> just, just the door is cracking open right now. I in that think. Closet. I think the closet's open in this one, man. I, I dropped foyer and. <laughs> Herba Mate in the same episode. It's over. Oh, God. We still got like 20 minutes uh. to go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to make it. I can't have two gay brothers. Somebody uh, somebody pass me a croissant. All right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wee wee. Oh, no. They got him. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is he putting butter on it? <laughs> Fuck. That means he's a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so good stuff uh, i'm glad we, well that's a, i'm gonna stop at the student loan thing there i think we've had enough of that oh, just, it pisses me off so much i don't even want to hear the clip dude it's just such a giveaway to your voters like I yeah know. oh i that's exactly why i threw it on to the show then donald trump's gonna win and all you're gonna hear are these same people I gotta come now with new stories of and Trump just gave a tax cut to his buddies. <laughs> is he, is he, it's like he's just buying votes. 
Yeah, right. Buying votes from the 1%, you know, if it's 1%, that's not a lot of votes. But if you're promising, you know, the the other percentage of the country, all this wonderful kickback, all these kickbacks and everything. Uh, free money, free college. Free college, I mean, This man. is so absurd, dude. It's so absurd. There is free college. Go join the army. Get into college for free. Otherwise, you take a loan. You take that loan, you pay it back. This is not rocket science, right? Which you won't even be able to do if you go to college nowadays because our colleges are so dumb. But also, I guess I would throw out a program. Maybe they have an idea brewing, or maybe they don't. Maybe we're the idea guys in this world. But uh, why don't we say, for all age-appropriate people, we'll forgive your student loan if you join the Army. Yeah. Why, why don't we throw no, no, that they out do. there? They do. Well, then why aren't we talking about that? We have a serious deficit in recruitment. Yeah, why do, doesn't the Biden administration, to do something positive for once for this country, say, hey, you know what? We will, de- we will give back your student loans, and you will get full payment on top of it from the military when you, if you join. I, I swear to God they will. I, like, I've uh, never heard of that. And if it is a real thing, why is this not being shouted out to the public from the rooftops? Especially considering our army uh, is in a rough no, space. No, they can't. Well, I think you that... Can, you cannot use the GI Bill to uh, pay off an existing loan. Well, you know what? We live in the era, especially in the last five or six years, where the laws of the past don't really mean much. We can pretty much change everything, right? So Yeah, listen, I, I think you would have no, I, virtually no pushback to, let's change this law. If you know someone what? proposed we, a bill, I think they would all vote on it, honestly. You, right? That's a great bill. Hey, join the military. We'll pay back your loan. Yeah. There's a lot of people, they don't realize, you know, now you're 28, you're 29, you're looking at this debt, now you're a little older, a little wiser, and life's not going like you thought. You right. Know? I mean, we need people to do cybersecurity. We need uh, people who are capable of flying these drones, you know? Mechanics. Like, we need mechanics. mechanics. We need cooks. We need fucking everything. Uh, logistics. Just we need just people everything. to drive forklifts. You See, know, like we, we got to get people to understand involved, the size man. of like the demand, like the demand you need on like supply, just moving materials and people. Yeah, man. You know? Absolutely. So I, I think we should do stuff like that. Why aren't there any programs being initiated by this administration? You know, hey, pay back the student loans, join the army or yeah, like, uh, like two, two dumbasses on a podcast. Who just do it because they like to get drunk on a Wednesday. Oh, yeah. It's, not, it's actually Thursday. I'm, see, that's how dumb I am. That's how drunk we are. How, Feels like Wednesday, we, man. How do we just come up with that out of nowhere? You know? Yeah, we'll forgive your loan if you join the Army. Or, you know, how about this, too? I'll even go one step further. We'll forgive your student loan if you join a trade. Oh, become a cop. Become a cop. Anything. Firefighter, Cop, fireman, uh, uh, EMT, anything. You know, you join this public service, we will forego see, your loans. See, but that is what they're doing. But they're also including, like, you became a secretary at the fucking, you know, <laughs> well, whatever. Well, I like the original, join the military, loans join forgiven. Military. Right? It should I be think military and cops. We'll, we'll leave it there. Because we really need cops and military. You ain't ever getting cops again. 
they made that a certainty in this country. In every liberal oh, city, you are... If you were an aspiring police officer, someone who wanted to do good for the community, would you even think for a second to join a police force in a city? <laughs> no! Not only do you have to deal with out-of-control criminality that there are no restrictions on, and you literally can't even arrest some of these people, you have no support of the public and no support of the politicians. Absolutely nobody should be a cop in this city. It's a horrible gig. I was thinking that the other day, like, because uh, I was just driving through the south side, and <laughs> there was this four-way stop. Literally nobody stopped. We all just... You know, kept going through. Oh yeah, and because uh, it's a dumb, it's a dumb four way. Uh, it, 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 I really thought about it. How this is actually like a very great social experiment. If you just look at Chicago, right? <laughs> yeah. They totally they defunded the police. You know, we're like we're like four thousand police short of where we actually should. Be. <laughs> That's right. You man. know, yeah, it's insane, and it's gotten to the point where everybody knows they're not enforcing like basic traffic laws. So it's kind of like. You're getting into the wild, wild west, and what do you have? It's not 100% of the people are out there uh, stealing cars and shit. It's actually like 90% of the people, they'll, they'll blow the stop signs, they'll go on the red, you know, they're doing the little shit. For I, the most part, uh, yeah, yeah, I do that for, too, though, you know? I'm into I'm saying, it. That's what I'm saying, 90% of the people don't need the cops, right? And that's where the Democrats are right, you're 100% right. If we just had the 90% of the people, you wouldn't need cops. You'd just have some people speeding and blowing stop signs, and it would be fine. But there's that 10%. Yes. Right? Absolutely. That just, that just take it, they always are going to take it farther. Absolutely. For Does that make sure. sense? Well, yeah, it's funny you say that. I have this light by my house that I, I leave my little suburban area with just stop signs. And it's the first streetlight I get to until I, you know, head to the highway. And it's a long red because it's a small street entering, you know, a cross section of a relatively busier street. And it's five in the morning. Oftentimes I make a judgment call, right? And I will yeah. I will go. You know? And I was <laughs> I was thinking about how you know, traffic laws and in these, you know, traffic signals and everything, they're there for when there's traffic to regulate the traffic yeah. and make it safe. But if there is no traffic, if it's just a car or two, we can kind of figure it out on our own here. You know what I'm saying? We don't need these lights actually, and everything actually, to navigate us. Actually, I'm going to stop you right there. The only reason we have traffic laws is to definitively prove liability. For insurance reasons. Absolutely. <laughs> if for you sure. took insurance companies out of the picture, we'd have like four road laws. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know man. I mean? Oh, yeah. That's the world I want to live in. Yeah. I, but that's what I'm saying. Like, normal people, they you don't need to be policed. You'll blow that red light, but you're not going to go rob Kmart because they allow up to $1,000 now. And I'm also you know, not going like, to blow the red light in the middle of immense traffic. Immense you know what traffic, I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm, I know to follow the rules when they need to be followed because they're important for safety. But, you know, there are times, you know, four in the morning and there's nobody and you're at the stoplight by yourself just sta <laughs> sitting there. Just waiting. You're oh, retarded. Just go. just go, man. You just go. You are a fool and you're being played by the system, man. <laughs> like. Go. <laughs> no, I know. But, but and I guess Chicago, that is the 90%, but then you have the 10% that are, like, driving on people's lawns to go around the traffic. 
Yes, well, you that's have, too far. You have the ten percent who are stealing your car from your house and then driving on other people's <laughs> yeah, cars. <laughs> But to be fair, it's Toyota's fault. That's right. Yeah, it's Toyota and Hyundai's fault because they made cars that are easily stealable, right? All they did was put locks on the doors, an alarm on the car, and a specific, a specific key to start the ignition. I saw something out there how the fobs, uh, they, they're not very specific. Like, you could allegedly use one and potentially get another car open with it, even though it's for yours. And I... I was fascinated by it because this happened to Emma and I uh, several years ago with our old Subaru that we had. Uh, it, it The uh, fob uh, unlock button would always unlock other Subarus next to our car. <laughs> Subarus suck. Yeah, well, <clears throat> Subarus are, 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 you know, they're good cars for Colorado. I'm telling you. You right remember, uh, dude, anybody who had, like, an old Ford truck, like, uh... Remember Uncle Gaz used to be like yeah, yeah. that's like, right. Like Uncle Guy had a truck, a, a four. He had, he had like three Ford trucks, all spanning like a fifteen year period, but the but you could use one key and start all <laughs> <laughs> because it was just the oldest worn down Ford. It key. was Ford, yeah, right. That's right. But you know what? We never heard stories of Chicago has to sue Ford for making the car too easy to steal. Dude, those old cars, like, anyone could jimmy-rig those things and ride off on them, man. Dude, some of them you literally just had to jam a screwdriver in with Dude, the palm of your hand. You my Chrysler LeBaron, towards the end of its life, you didn't even need the key. You could just turn the ignition, and that thing started. <laughs> Remember my Cutlass Supreme? The key broke off in the ignition. <laughs> It broke off in the ignition. Luckily, it was a GM, so I had a separate key for the door. And so all I had was the door key, and then it would just it would start. It. Also, that thing was so beat down, you would be lucky if you made it down the block with having <laughs> having a juice. I was hoping up somebody would, would steal it, fill it up with gas for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those are funny days, man. You know, like your car would just run out of gas, and you know, just, all right, push it off. Push it uh, down the street. Run out of gas, dude. It'd be freezing cold. You're 30 minutes from home, and it would just die. I know. You're like, you're like no. The worst part was when the car died, and you had just put $20 in gas. <laughs> Such a waste. <laughs> well, nowadays, the new cars, I feel like they're designed for, like, they hit E, and you still have, like, half a tank. They're just, they, they believe oh, dude, so you can get dumb. home from That's Nebraska in a fucking E-tag. It's crazy. We we drove up to the mountains to that wedding over the weekend, and we left the house half a tank. No joke. It was half a tank. And I looked, I was like, nah. All right, we'll fill up when we get there. And we we got there, and it was, a, it was a good clip, you know, two hours, two and a half, whatever. And it was like quarter tank. I'm like, all right, I'll fill it up before we go. And then we got in the car, and I was like, oh, it's kind of cold. I'm like, I'll fill it up halfway, you know? And then... We cruised on, like, two bars all the way home. It was incredible, dude. Like, we never ran out of gas, man. It was unreal. I, I did a whole trip to the mountains over three days. Nothing. No fill-up. Uh, the Cutlass, dude, it would, the, the gauge would just move. Like back yes, I do remember that Cutlass. As the, as the tank. The Cutlass Supreme, man. By the way, never knew. names for cars used to be so much cooler. Stingray, Cutlass Supreme. Supreme, yeah. Like, we... What do we have now? Like Cube and like uh, <laughs> what? Santa I mean, Fe. Santa Fe. I mean, my car's a Crosstrek. Okay, all right. Prius. 
Prius. <laughs> well, that that just screams gay. I don't know uh, what it is about Prius, dude. The Honda Fit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The, the Chevy Bolt or Volt? I don't know <laughs> what is it. Volt? I think it's Volt. Like, yeah, they had both. I think they might have had both. I, we just had cooler names back in the day. Maybe they used up all the good names. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Dude. Only so many Mustangs in the world, you know. Yes, absolutely. That's that's the very the very <laughs> truth, man. Uh, well, speaking of Ford, though, dude, they lost, they're losing billions of dollars on the fucking electric. Yes, man, absolutely. Ooh. It's actually crazy. And uh, do we have time? Yeah, we got time. All right. Yeah, I got an EV battery clip. Oh, nice. I don't know if you saw it. There's a battery boom going on uh, in America, and uh, allegedly. Now, I personally don't see a lot of people driving around with those electric cars. It's not a very popular hot item in my book. I, I, I've been seeing mostly uh, gas guzzlers out there. But according uh, to what's coming, we are in the midst of a, a new uh, acceleration in the EV market. Tonight, Ford has announced more layoffs due to the ongoing UAW strike. 400 workers were told not to report to work tomorrow at two Michigan plants. One of the main sticking points of the strike is the transition to electric vehicles, which have surged in production. Surged in production, but not selling. They're not selling. I know. People are not buying these cars. I'm telling you right now. Statistically. They can't afford them. They can't afford them, number one. And everybody knows. The secret is out. You hit 100,000 miles on the Tesla, the, bat, the engine's done. That's it. Oh, you, no, it's even worse. They just, uh, I forgot who just did that story. Was it the New York Times about the repairs? Yes. Fender benders costing $30,000, $40,000. Yeah, it's crazy when your Insane. engine is, like, connected to the wheel, right? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of messes a lot of shit up in there. Yeah, plus it's, we don't have a lot of people that know how to work on them. Right, and maybe... Uh, I found this clip pretty interesting. This yeah. is Ben Tracy goes in-depth for a rare look inside the manufacturing boom taking place across the country to build new EV batteries. So right now, this plant just opened around six months ago. By year-end, this plant will be at capacity, and we're going to need another plant. Michael Cronley is CEO of Ascend Elements. It recycles used EV batteries in Covington, Georgia, extracting 98% of critical metals that can then be reused, a key part of the new EV supply chain. I'm really proud to be part of that, and I know a lot of our team members are also very, very proud to be part of that. In the past three years, more than $90 billion in battery investments have been announced nationwide, creating an estimated 70,000 manufacturing jobs, much of it in a stretch from Michigan down to Georgia, now being called the Battery Belt. So this is a battery cell? Yes, this is a pouch cell. Jay Wan Che is executive vice chairman of battery maker SK-On. It's owned by the Chinese. It's game over, people. ...of a South Korean uh, conglomerate. After decades of U.S. jobs being offshored, foreign companies are opening dozens of new battery plants in the U.S. SK plans to employ up to 15,000 people in five plants by 2026. So we have these my, uh, African children mining these lithium <laughs> rocks, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> the Africans get the cobalt. 
Oh, the cobalt. It's the Uyghurs. The Uyghurs are getting these. the lithium, and then yes. they ship it over to America, where we're now creating jobs, folks. Hey, all right, America, yeah! <laughs> where the American just takes the already processed ores and just puts them into a little jar. He gets 54 an hour. <laughs> That's right. Full health Plus benefits. benefits. <laughs> <laughs> Where the African is a 25-year-old girl with a baby on her back. <laughs> slaving away quite Mining literally. Mining by hand. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> literally slaving. <laughs> literally mining by hand. But no my, shovel. Not who, even a shovel. Who cares? We're in a battery boom, baby. We got the battery belt, man. This is exciting. <laughs> Including this one in North Georgia, the size of 13 football fields. Uh, you know what, though? We it's no different enough. than when Michigan, when Detroit was like a powerhouse. Same right? thing. No, I actually thought... I'll be honest, I've been a big naysayer on the electric car movement and the batteries. We were talking a lot about how there's not a lot of recycling going on, you know, once the battery burns, right, you got to replace it. But uh, this this is interesting, these facilities that they're building, this one that they're talking about right here, the size of 13 football fields, is a plant that is designed to take used and busted batteries and they uh, strip them down, take out all those precious minerals that those slaves in in Uyghur and China and you know in Africa that, that put together right they strip those out and then they're recreating new batteries to you know repurpose them and put them in your Chevy Bolt right so you get the uh, they take the battery from the dead Tesla and they put it in the Chevy Volt yeah but I feel like I would feel better about myself that's gonna sound gross but I feel better about myself knowing that. Yeah, it took a couple slaves to make my car. That's how I know I really... Exactly, made. dude. <laughs> I know. You, you, you take out the slaves, you kind of take out the prestige. Right, know? yeah. Well, there's a little high-class element behind the whole slaves made this. Oh, it's, illegal in, it's illegal in Illinois, so I can't own a slave. <laughs> That's I have right. to know that I took part in the slave trade. <laughs> <laughs> and I can hold my head up that. That's quite colonial of you. No <laughs> doubt about it. Batteries every year to power 400,000 vehicles. We're very happy that we chose uh, Georgia, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Or why did you say this is where we need to be? Well, U.S. is the center of auto industry. It's not possible not consider this place as your investment. Matt Lauer left the poultry industry. That's a very, you know, kind of reassuring statement from a Chinese fella, honestly. Mm. The fact that America's still, you know, a central hub of some sort on an international scale that that should make people feel a little bit ha- you know happier about where we're headed right maybe yeah, but where the fuck are the goddamn pandas well they're taking the pandas back because they're gonna think i forgot chinaman <laughs> well no see do you notice where they're building these in this belt right from like minnesota or michigan down to like tennessee you notice they're not building anywhere near new york and la you folks are getting nuked I hope you're ready no, for it. Dude, that's because they're not, <laughs> they're not stupid, dude. They're going to these old coal mining towns. They got the railroads they could steal. And they yeah, have everything. workers who need jobs. And they also they probably, jobs. it seems like they're going more into kind of uh, Republican-based areas, probably, where the taxes are a little not lower. Only, not only workers that need jobs. Workers on meth that need jobs. Oh, right. China. Dudes who will stay up all night and work. Provide them the meth. China got the meth. <laughs> they got that fentanyl-free meth. That's right. Because they send all the fentanyl to Mexico. Yeah, man. They got that good, clean uh, Appalachian (laughs) meth. They're real rot your teeth from the inside, (laughs) man. You know? 
the like stuff the old yeah. days. The stuff that Hunter Biden likes to weigh out on camera and uh, <laughs> leave the video footage of on his laptop for people to find. Nah, dude, they don't fuck with that Parmesan and the epilogue. <laughs> <laughs> Those like, are coquettes with class down there. That's you know? right. They don't sprinkle any cheese on their crack. It's just straight crack, baby. Get out of here, frat boy. <laughs> you must be from New York City. What was, <laughs> New <that>? York City? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that commercial? Yes, dude. That was uh, the hot sauce or the salsa. The, the salsa. What was that salsa, man? Yeah, dude. <laughs> New York City. <laughs> better times dude those were way better times i miss that shit wow i haven't thought about that commercial it's so it's like a record scratch moment too and everybody like looks like new york city, new york city. <laughs> dude literally that was the same time right after that would be yokiro taco yes you get the taco bell dog and then you get louis the lizard right for the budweiser guys right yeah man oh great time to be alive <laughs> you know what budweiser should do because they went so deep into that Dylan Mulvaney hole. Bring back the Budweiser frogs. Make them tranny. Holy shit, oh. that'd be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you, should have, you should have the Budweiser frogs come back and dressed as women frogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's so genius. Oh, you you saying ham it up, go way into it, just be like, yeah, we. Oh, dude, and then at the very end, Alex Jones comes in. I told you. Oh, wow. dude, do I have to write everything for you people? Whoa, God. how did we're you... just giving this gold away for how free? How did you layer that on with the Alex Jones turning <laughs> the frogs gay? Man, you're a genius, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been the greatest commercial. You do that, you're you're back on top, Budweiser. Trust me. I, I would crack open a beer for that one. No doubt about it. Dude. Just for the laughs. I mean, come on. Well, you know, That's... it would show that they have a sense of humor about it. And they know they fucked up. Because when you came out with that stupid little speech about how we're, we're going to try to do better and we all... F- it, you, it, it showed you didn't learn your lesson. <laughs> exactly, dude. You know? Your, oh, your, man. Your, uh, your fan base is that blue-collar man. That's who's just right. coming home and gonna pound 12 beers you know absolutely he's gonna laugh at the tranny frogs and the alex jones and i've heard alex jones really needs the money oh, 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 oh.